0: You're listening to the podcast of American Women's Wrestling. What is up, wrestling friends? This is Derek Lewandowski and you are listening to American Women's Wrestling Radio. I'm flying solo tonight. Don't have my plus one, my brother Ben, the other half of the Bleacher Brothers. Uh, so it's just you and me tonight as we look ahead to this weekend and the NAIA Invitational Championship. Uh, it's a very exciting time of year for women's college wrestling, and especially this year as women's college wrestling has gone multidivisional. I'm actually just coming back myself from Adrian, Michigan this last weekend when I was on site to uh, do some media work for AWW, and oh yeah, also watch my daughter Joy wrestle uh, for McKendree, which was a really special time for her team as they took first in the uh, team race. And uh, just great to see those young women out there make history at the inaugural uh, National Collegiate Women's Wrestling Championships hosted by the WCWC, which is uh, the first uh, event for NCAA programs. So that was really exciting to be there and see them make history and see a lot of great wrestling by the uh, women on the mat there. Uh, Now looking ahead to the NAIA, uh, we have the preliminary brackets that have been released. And I uh, just kind of want to take you through that and just take a peek at some of these brackets and some of the matches that we might look forward to. So you can go into the tournament uh, this weekend informed with some different uh, scenarios and contexts, you know, where some great matchups might happen uh, in the quarters or semis and, or, of course, the finals. Uh, I will tell you that, you know, I'm sitting here tonight sort of on the, uh, in the wake of the, of the news, a lot of news about the coronavirus uh, and how it's affecting, you know, different uh, different sports contexts. And the NCAA, of course, came out with the announcement tonight that uh, they would not allow fans at the postseason events. Um, so for the men, uh, I, I'm not sure if they're going to still be in that uh, stadium they rented for the um, NCAA men's tournament, but ain't going to be any fans in there. It's just going to be uh, essential staff and... Uh, just some family members watching uh, the men wrestle in the NCAA. I also noticed that the March Madness basketball tournament won't have any fans, so it's kind of a weird time. Um, you know, these events are happening; at least they're not canceled. But it's just going to be weird uh, watching or listening to you know some of these athletic events without fans in the stands. Um, with that, uh, I I did notice right before I started this podcast tonight that. An announcement came out from the NAIA, uh, in particular, this tournament. That some of the public events that were planned right before the tournament have been canceled. That they're going to uh, "quote unquote" limit attendance, have limited attendance. I'm not sure what that means. Might mean the same thing as the NCA, where you know they're just having essential staff and, and family members. But uh, again, really weird time. Uh, you know, feel bad for you know all those that it's going to affect, and you know the, the people who bought tickets. Uh, uh, maybe the friends and family who can 't go to these events, um, you know even locally here in new york where i 'm doing this podcast from, uh, they just canceled the the state youth tournament uh, because of the state of emergency that our government uh, that our governor um, declared, uh, so you know a lot of the campuses have been directly affected by that, and the the state tournament was going to be on a on a state uh, college campus, SUNY Brockport and that is canceled. So, yeah, this thing is—you uh, is, know—it's got a, a lot of waves breaking uh, on a lot of us from this uh, coronavirus uh, issue that's you know gone all across the world. So, um, anyway, uh, it is what it is. Um, you know, I think there's—I think there's a lot of stuff probably being blown out of proportion with this, but at the same time, uh, you know, when you're talking about how many people could be potentially affected by this, even if you or I might not personally be affected. Uh, I think, you know, as as world citizens and, you know, people who are caring for our neighbors, uh, I think it, to some degree we should uh, swallow this hard pill and do what's necessary to get this virus off our planet. So with that said, let's, uh, let's take a look at uh, some of the NAIA... Um, brackets now. We'll, we're going to start with 101. I'm going to read through some of the seeds and, and uh, make some comments about, you know, some of the matches that might happen. Uh, number one, seed uh, at 101 pounds, Nina Pham from Wayland Baptist. Number two, Iverly Navarro from Providence. Number three, Jeanette Caldera from Jamestown. Number four, Faye Cherrier from Life. Number five, Mackenzie Backich from Campbellsville. Number six, Alara Couch from Grandview. Number seven, Tiana Fernandez from Menlo, and number eight, Esther Walker from Midland. Uh, Midland, sorry, said Midlands. Bad habit. Uh, that's the uh, guys' tournament happens middle of the year. Okay, so um, you know we do have some uh, sense of you know how this could go as we look at the WCWA, which quite honestly. Uh, you know makes the seedings here a little confusing um you know you got you got Ivory Navarro there um seated second but uh and you got Mackenzie Backage seated fifth but uh Navarro took a loss to Backage at the WCWAs a month ago and Esther Walker seated eighth and uh she beat Navarro too um es- Esther Walker actually ended up finishing third and you know how she seated eighth I'm not sure uh, what criteria they use to set up these seedings, but uh, it appears that they gave a low uh, weight to, you know, some of the head-to-head uh, results because if if you're using head-to-head, even at the WCWA, some of these seedings don't make a lot of sense. So that said, um, you know, Nina Fam, uh, who's had a really, you know, solid year, she took first at the MoVal, uh, she had a win over Navarro and Backage there not just a win she she had tech falls over both of them so she's looking really tough as the one seed um and if it goes chalk you know if it goes if the seeds perform as they're seeded then you'll have Nina Fam against Esther Walker in the in the quarters um and you know like I, like I said Esther Walker's coming off a nice tournament um at the WCWA and uh, even though you know Nina Pham's uh, a worthy number one seed. You know, Esther Walker's going to give her a good match there in the quarter, so you're going to want to watch that quarter. I think uh, I think Esther Walker is probably under-seeded there. So, uh, you know, if you're looking at potential Cinderella's, you might look uh, look at the number eight seed there, uh, Esther Walker for Midland uh, facing Nina Pham in the quarterfinals uh, if it goes chalk. And then, again, on the same side of the bracket, the upper side of the bracket, You've got Mackenzie Backich, the number five, who's going to face Faye Cherrier, the number four. Cherrier did not have a good WCWA. She did get a tough draw. Um, Cherrier lost uh, early on in the tournament. Uh, Let me see if I can find the result there. Um, Yeah, she lost to. Sorry, piddling around on my computer here. She lost a 5-5 Criteria match to uh, Saavedra from Grays Harbor. Uh, And then she went to the Concies and took a loss there by Techfall to Navarro. So, I mean, honestly, you don't expect the two seed to run into the one seed in a blood round match in the Concies, but that's what happened to Cherrier. So, you know, I'm going to give her a pass there that she ran into Navarro in the blood round. So, you know, you could say, well, you know, she had a bad tournament. Um, but again, pretty, pretty tough draw there. Um, she, she did go, you know, she had with some buys, she went two and out, but, uh, you know, Cherrier's tough. She's going to be, uh, a tough out there as a number four seed. But, you know, you're looking at Backich, who, who had a really nice WCWA tournament. Um, she, uh, uh, she placed second, I believe. Let me see if I can find that up. uh yeah second in the WCWA um and so uh you know she's she's a solid solid wrestler and uh you you got to think that she could possibly pull the five-seed upset over the four-seed in the quarters there at 101 so um, if it all goes chalk on bottom you're going to have Jeanette Caldera against uh, Ivy Navarro uh you know Navarro's tough but uh Caldera is is no joke uh she she actually had a win this year over Pauline Granados who just won the WCWC uh, Nationals last weekend you know the NCA teams so um that's going to be really you know really fun semi to watch uh Navarro versus Caldera if that happens uh, of course Tiana Fernandez from Menlo and Alara Couch are going to have something to say about that but uh, uh, you know, look, look, for that, uh, look for that potential two-versus-three seed on the bottom side. Uh, honestly, the top side of this could get all messed up. You know, With Esther Walker, seated eighth. Mackenzie Backich, the good tournament she had. Uh, Faye Cherrier, kind of the bad tournament she had at WCWA. Uh, that top side could get blown up. But Nina Pham might just set, set everything straight, win that side, and make the final. So we'll have to see how that goes. But uh, really, really deep, uh, deep weight class there at 101. Moving on to 109, you have uh, Aleda Martinez seated number one. Uh, I think they got that right. Number two, Michaela Campbell uh, from uh, Campbellsville, seated number two. Number three, uh, Yuri Yanioka from Providence, and number four, Brianna Rubicon Leong from Lyon. The fifth seed, you got Jane Stevens from Cumberland's. The sixth seed, Emma Cochran from Grandview. Number seven, Catalina Bartlett from Life, and number eight. Macy Stewart from southern oregon um if this final happens uh you i believe have a rematch of uh of last year's w c w a uh finals um which was elena martinez versus michaela campbell again elena martinez uh, dominated her last year i i think as good as Michaela Campbell is, I think you can expect to see Elena Martinez dominate this group. Uh, I expect to see her uh, with her arm raised in the finals at the end of this tournament. But there's going to be a lot of nice matches to watch uh, in between. But I think the the main story here is, uh, you know, Elena Martinez. Uh, you know, probably look for her, to, like I said, to dominate, and whether or not Michaela Campbell can find some offense against her, which she has not been able to do in in. Uh, in the past against Martinez uh, in those matches. Uh, the number three and number four, Yuri uh, Yanioka and uh, Brianna Rubicon-Leong were both All-Americans last year at the WCWA when it was, um, you know, a truly multi-divisional event and, and you know, quote-unquote, everybody was there. Um, so tough, you know, very tough wrestlers and uh, worthy of those seeds. And you can expect to see them... Do some damage. I don't think that uh, Yanni Oka can get through Campbell. I don't think that uh, Rybakan Leon can get through Martinez. So, again, I think the story here is what's going to happen in the finals uh, should it go chalk and Campbell wrestles Martinez in that final. Moving on to 116, uh, Caitlin Pizzo. Uh, from Campbellsville is the number one seat. She just took second at the WCWA to Jaslyn Gallegos, who's from an NCA school. Jaslyn just All-Americaned out at uh, Adrian last weekend. So uh, Pizzo is at the number one. Number two, Charlotte Fowler from Campbellsville. Uh, number three, Ashley Gooman from Midland. Number four, Aliyah Rollins from Missouri Baptist. Number five, Jessica DeHart from Eastern Oregon. Number six, Tara Othman from Southern Oregon, number seven, Madison Angelito from Cumberlands and the eight seed, Emma DeBrum from, or DeBrum from uh, Lion. Uh, like I said, Pizzo was just a runner up at the WCWA's uh, about a month ago. Charlotte Fowler, um, she uh, took third and, uh, at the WCWA's a month ago and she took third also two years ago at the WCWA's. When uh, you know when that was the only uh, national tournament for college women at the end of the year, uh, so Charlotte Fowler, uh, you know she's she's been around the college block a little bit. She she knows how to wrestle in those big matches. Uh, I'm sure she's hungry to, uh, to to make the final. You know after after taking third twice at the WCWA, uh, look for Fowler to get through that side. Uh, Gooman's going to be very tough uh, if that match happens, uh, in the, um, uh, in the semis and, uh, but look for, uh, look for Fowler to get through that and, and, uh, and, and get to the final. Uh, that's my prediction. And, uh, Pizzo gets through the top side, even though Aliyah Rollins, uh, very solid wrestler from Missouri Baptist, uh, is going to have something to say about whether or not Pizzo makes that. Um, we just came out with our uh, multi-divisional rankings, and we've got uh, Aliyah Rollins at number 13. She was ranked number four in the NAIA, and uh, she took fifth in the uh, WA, Had some nice wins there. Uh, but I think Pizzo gets through that side. I think you see Pizzo Fowler in the final. That's my, uh, my prediction. Uh, I, I do have to say, you got Raven Guidry unseated, on the top side, Raven Guidry was an All-American last year at the WCWA. Um, she could definitely pull an upset from you know an unseated position, uh, even though she does have to wrestle Jessica DeHart, uh, who was also a a, a, a WCWA All-American uh, last year, I believe. Let's see if I can find that. Isn't that good radio while I'm searching for something. While you're just listening to me, search for something. DeHart must have been ranked at a at another weight. Uh, matter of fact, I th- think she might be coming, she might be going up. Yes, uh, she wrestled, actually Jessica DeHart wrestled 109 at the WCWA. So this is an interesting thing to note. She's bumping up to 116 um, for the uh, NAIA. So uh, DeHart see where do we have her ranked in the at 109 uh she's at number 16 so uh she took fourth at the Moval. she's ranked fourth in the naia and uh, she took fourth in the wcwa so uh i'm sure jessica wants to get rid of that four she just mentioned th- three number fours in her life she probably wants to place a little higher um uh, Look for her to, you know, possibly pull the upset in the quarter over Elia uh, Rollins. Uh, that that's going to be a good match. Um, and then uh, whoever obviously would win that, I would guess, is going to have to face Caitlin Pizzo, uh, the number one seed. So uh, I I think this weight is very deep. I think right up through the, uh, you know, right up through the the eight seed. You know, you've got a tough group there. Uh, and again, I mentioned Raven Gidry's not even. Uh, not even seated. Uh, and uh, she was an All-American last year. So uh, yeah, very deep group, very tough group. 116, you know, I I have as one of my, uh, you know, toughest top four weight classes at this event. Uh, look for that to be a fun bracket to watch. Moving on to 123. Number one seed, Tiana Jackson of Menlo. Uh, number two, Jasmine Hernandez of Lyon. Number three, Adriana Lopez of Campbellsville. Number four, Julia Vidalin from Life. Number five, Ashley Wetzel from Lyon. Number six, Glory Conakny from Southern Oregon. Number seven, uh, Jemiah Blackston from Jamestown. And number eight, Jasmine Davis from Whalen Baptist. Um, I might just be saying this because of how much I've seen Tiana Jackson wrestle. Uh, I'm not as familiar with Jasmine Hernandez, the, the number two seed. But Tiana Jackson had an amazing senior nationals. Uh, she really was a Cinderella. I can't remember what she was ranked, maybe a nine, or I'm sorry, seated, uh, maybe a nine. And uh, she she made it to the final and almost beat uh, Abby Nettie uh, at the senior nationals. She's a Olympic trials qualifier. Um, and uh, I, I was talking to uh, somebody, uh, I think it was a, a coach or somebody else in media. Uh, can't remember who it was, but they, they were actually talking to uh, Tiana Jackson's dad, I think at a hotel, um, at senior nationals. And, and, uh, they were just saying how uh, Tiana Jackson is, is even now still just figuring out how good she is. You know, she was an all American last year at the WCWA and, uh, she's really just leveling up and, and gaining more confidence and, and more, uh, with, with more training and more experience. You know, she's, she's just kind of, uh, Leveling up and, and really hasn't peaked yet. I don't think we've seen the even the best version of Tiana Jackson yet. So um, I think they got this seed right. She is the one to beat uh, as the number one seed. That said, if this goes chalk, she's going to have to face Julia Vidalin, who just won the WCWA. Uh, Julia Vidalin's the number four seed. So um, this is going to be you know it's going to be an interesting matchup to watch in the semi if that happens. Um, and, uh, interestingly, again, I was mentioning how the seeds, uh, are a little funny to me, some of these, because of the way some of the head-to-heads went, even at the WCWA. For This is an example, the number three seed, Adriana Lopez, actually lost to Vidal in 10-0 tech fall at the WCWA, and somehow she seeded third, uh, and Vidal got the four seed. So, um, a little odd, um. So, you know, unfortunately for Vidalen she's got to face the one seed in the semis, not the final. So, um, uh, you know, again, look for that semi on that upper side of the bracket. And 123, Tiana Jackson from Menlo versus Julie Vidalin from Life. That could be a, could be a really good one. Uh, on the bottom side, um, you know, I... I I think this this group has some really solid wrestlers. I do not think this group is as deep as some of the other groups. Um, a lot of tough wrestlers in there, but um, uh, I think you know I think the story is really those those top four, uh, and uh, we'll see how that plays out in the semis. On the bottom side, you'd have uh, Adriana Lopez from Campbellsville against Jasmine Hernandez in the semi. If it went chalk, so we'll have to. Uh, We'll have to see how that goes down. Jasmine Hernandez, the two seed, uh, is ranked number two in the NAIA. Uh, She took third at the uh, Bearcat Open. Uh, Had some nice wins there. Um, She uh, beat Peyton Stroud, the All-American from um, McKendree, this year, 8-0. So, you know, gives you a little peek at, uh, you know, how how tough she is. And she has beaten uh, by by fall looks like this year. So uh, Jasmine Hernandez seated second, Vidalin, who won the WCWA WCW, seeded fourth. Uh, Hernandez does have a win over her uh, this year by fall. And it looks like uh, Hernandez lost to Figueroa this year uh, by fall. Also, Grace Figueroa, who um, is miles away from her weight class last year. I think Figueroa was the uh, She was a 116-pounder last year, wasn't she? She's up to 130, so you're about to hear about her in the 130 weight class. But, um, uh, again, uh, look for Tiana Jackson. uh, My prediction, look for her to win this, have her hand raised at the end of this tournament. Uh, We're going to be some nice matches to watch there. 130 pounds. uh, This one's got a real potential juicy final uh, if it goes chalk. And I really do think the story here is the number one and number two seed. Number one seed, Abby Nettie, Abigail Netty from Campbellsville, won the senior nationals, won every, just about every tournament she's done here uh, You know this season. Uh, she, I think she's undefeated. Yeah, she won the uh, WCWA last year. She, she went back-to-back, won the WCWA this year. So she's a back-to-back WCWA uh, champion. Uh, I think she's going to breeze through that top side. Um you do have Macy Higa there as the four seed. Uh Higa's a very exciting wrestler. She's got a lot of uh a lot of uh, home run moves. Um but I think Abby Abby Netty is too fundamentally sound. I, I don't see Higa being able to uh throw her or move her around uh the way she would need to to get to her offense. So uh, I think you see Abby Netty uh get through that top side. Make the final, and then on the bottom side, I think you see Grace Figueroa, the number two seed, uh, get to that final. If it goes chalk, she would face a teammate, Elena Vivas from Menlo. And I guess, you know, the only interesting thing about that is you don't know a teammate's like, you know, against the field, uh, Grace Figueroa might smash everybody, and maybe Vivas wouldn't do as well. But if your teammates and your wrestling partners and the familiarity issue, that is there because your partners, uh, you know, weird stuff can happen. Um, so even though I, I think Grace Figueroa probably against the field is the better wrestler. Um, who knows because Elena Vivas is her practice partner. If, if that does end up being the semi, it could be interesting to watch for that reason. So pay attention to that semi on the bottom side, Grace Figueroa against teammate Elena, uh, Vivas. Uh, but I think you're going to see Abby uh, walk through that top side of that bracket to the finals. I know uh, Anisha Ramirez from Southern Oregon is very tough. I I just think, I just have such, uh, high, you know, high thoughts about Abby Nettie. Uh, you know, I, I just think she's so, um, I think, I think she's so separated herself from the rest of the pack. Could be wrong. Never know. You got to wrestle those matches, right? But, uh, uh, very, very intriguing potential final uh, if it does end up being Grace Figueroa at her new weight class, 130, against Abby Netty from Campbellsville. But again, watch that potential semi, as it could be a, a teammates meeting up there in the semi. At 136, you've got uh, Desiree Zavala seated number one from Wayland Baptist. Number two, Bridget Duty from Cumberland's. Three-seed, Angela Peralta from Menlo. Number four, Jacqueline Parks from Jamestown. Number five, Julissa Titano from Southern Oregon. Uh, number six, Destiny Ling from Oklahoma City. Number seven, Erica Sotelo from Life. And number eight, uh, Diana, uh, let, us, let us pray that I can pronounce this name, uh, Jazzeva from Waldorf. Um, Zavala is a very tough number one, uh, Bridget Duty, all American, uh, from last year, uh, very tough wrestler. Uh, she took six in the WCWA last year. Um, she actually beat Destiny Ling in the WCWA Nationals last year. Um, she's ranked number two in the NAIA this year. Very tough wrestler, very strong, um, you know, really can move her opponents around. Um, I expect to see Bridget Duty do well on that bottom side. But I got to say, I'm talking about the bottom side of this bracket now. You know, Destiny Ling is, uh, she's just a wild card. I mean, she, she uh, her results, you know, as somebody who's involved in, in rankings, you know, her results can be a little head-scratching sometimes. You know, she can, she's got all these really great wins and then she takes some losses sometimes that, that make you scratch your head. And, and um, I think that's all part of, you know developing as a wrestler uh destiny ling is only a sophomore so she's only in her second year at oklahoma city um and you know as as goes with wrestling you need that experience you need that mat time and and uh you know sometimes you have wrestlers with great offense but they don't have great defense and so they can get those wins but sometimes you know they give up the points and and uh they they can take losses too Uh, because their defense might not be as strong. So I think it depends on which version of Destiny Ling shows up. Um, She could really do some damage from that six-seed spot. Angela Peralta is a very, very solid wrestler, very fundamentally sound, got nice leg attacks. Um, I do think she probably gets through Destiny Ling, but uh, again, Ling's a little bit of a wild card. So if you're talking about Cinderella's, Destiny Ling could come out of this side of the bracket as a Cinderella. She could pull some upsets. And she could pull upsets right to the finals, um, but uh, if it goes chalk, you've got uh, Bridget Duty and Angela Peralta uh, in the semi, and uh, that that would that's going to be a very good match against two very solid, uh, you know, tough wrestlers. Uh, Angela Peralta is you know pretty good defensively as well, um, so I, I think that match that match should be close, I would think, in the semi on that bottom side. Top side Desiree Zavala, uh, ranked number one in the NAIA. Uh, she uh, took a loss to uh, Julia Salada, 7- three at the Senior nationals. So it just kind of tells you where she's at. Julia Salada is a senior level wrestler, ranked number four, you, know, four number five at the senior level. Uh, Zavala, I think, is ranked at the senior level as well, but uh, that just shows you how close she is, uh, you know, even to the top. Women at the senior level so Zavala is a worthy number one seed um, I do think she gets through this side of the bracket and makes that final uh, Jacqueline Parks very tough wrestler from Jamestown of course uh is uh aiming to take out the one seed in that semi so if it goes chalk you're gonna have Jacqueline Parks against Desiree Zavala in that semi and look for that to be a good match I do think Zavala uh Gets to that final. Uh, honestly, the bottom side. I'm not even going to make a prediction. I, I mean, I guess I'll pick a pick a Cinderella there. Destiny Ling is gonna is gonna pull some upsets there and and, and uh, make that final. Why not? Let's let's be uh, let's be adventurous here. Um, but again, I wouldn't be surprised to see you know any one of those uh, four seated wrestlers on the bottom side make that final. Uh, I do think they're all capable. Um, I don't think that Bridget Duty is an especially dominant number two seed. I think those other seeds can take her out if she doesn't uh, if she doesn't uh, wrestle well, or or if they're wrestling, you know, if if they get hot, you know, at the right time in the uh, in the season or the tournament. So uh, just watch that bottom side of that bracket. One thirty six is one of the weights I thought was one of the deepest weights uh, at the NAIA. So um, it's going to be a fun weight to watch. Moving on to one forty three. Got Solon Piercy, uh, and then seated second, Gabby Garcia from Campbellsville, Solon Piercy's from Menlo, number three, Sienna Ramirez from Southern Oregon, number four, Sydney Friend or Frund from Oklahoma City, number five, Elisa Douglas from Lyon, number six, Aaron Redford from Eastern Oregon, number seven, Lyric uh, Gonsalves from Ottawa, and number eight, Adriana uh, Beatty from York. Uh, this one's almost next topic for me, uh, Sol and Piercy, next topic. I don't see any, any of these, uh, other wrestlers in this group beating her. Uh, she was the uh, WCWA champion last year. Uh, she is, uh, you know, ranked number one in the NAIA for good reason. She beat Sienna Ramirez, who is seated third, uh, 12-3, uh, in a duel this year, um, and uh, I just don't think any of these wrestlers are at her level right now. Uh, Solon Piercy is uh, uh, very technically sound, great leg attacks, and really smooth, patient. And um, she doesn't uh, she doesn't give up a lot of points either. So I I see Solon Piercy winning this bracket, uh, and then we'll we'll watch the other women battle it out for those All American spots. Uh, as far as the final goes. Uh, Gabby Garcia versus Siena Ramirez in the uh, semi. Uh, that's going to be a very good match. Um, I could see either one of those wrestlers uh, winning that match and making the final against Piercy. Uh, but again, I expect to see Piercy with her hand raised. I do have to mention a potential um, Cinderella here. You've got Candice Corraleo from Wayland Baptist unseated on the top side of this bracket. I don't see her beating Solon Piercy, but I think she could pull some upsets and knock some, you know, some of those seated wrestlers uh, or one of those seated wrestlers off the podium. So watch for Candice Corleo, very tough wrestler, unseated from Wayland Baptist. That's 143. Moving on to 155. Um, uh, some very, very good wrestlers here. Uh, this was one of the, the four weight classes I had as the deepest in this tournament. 116, 136, 155, and 191. I suppose you could add 101 into that as well. But uh, this 155 class is absolutely loaded. Um, you know, right up through the you know top seven, top even top eight seeds here. Rachel Waters, uh, number one, from Oklahoma City. Kaylin Albrick, number two, from Wayland Baptist. Tatum Sparks, from Providence, number three. Number four, Gladys Palma from Southern Oregon. Number five, Alexia Folka from Campbellsville. Number six, Miranda Velasquez from Jamestown. Uh, Number seven, Olivia Pisano from Southern Oregon. And number eight, Marilyn Garcia from Menlo. I mean, just to give you an example of, you know, how close this group really is, Miranda Velasquez, the number six seed, beat the number one seed, Rachel Waters, in December at Senior Nationals, like 14-12. And Velasquez is seeded sixth. So... That tells you something about this group. Um, I know Rachel Waters, the one seed, and Kalen Albrick, the the two seed, recently wrestled, very recently wrestled in a duel. Uh, Very, very close match. Waters got the better of Albrick right at the end. I think the score might have been 6-4, something uh, of that nature. So, boy, oh, boy, this group, uh, very, very tough, very deep. Um, And I think you're going to see great matches right from the quarters and onward. Uh, you got unseeded uh, Dempsey Talkington on the bottom there from Eastern Oregon. Uh, she is very tough. Uh, expect her to be a tough out for anybody. She's seeded number 17 in our top 25. Uh, she took seventh in a WCWA just a month ago. Um, and she actually beat Marilyn Garcia, the number four seed, I'm sorry, the number eight seed, by fall. So again, another one of those head scratchers, uh, Weird, just a number of these types of situations where you have head to heads where they see you know, seed the loser ahead of the winner. This is another one of those situations where you got Talkington there in the bottom side, unseeded, and yet she beat uh Marilyn Garcia uh just a few weeks ago, the eight seed. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we're talking depth, we're not, we're not even talking just the top eight, uh, you know, we're uh you know, you're looking at unseated wrestlers in there. I see uh, Haley Budney's tough from Cumberland's, unseated. Destiny Rivera, you know, she can, she can uh, you know, give some of those top wrestlers a hard time. Randy Schoon, she's, you know, she's, she's been known to give some of those, you know, top wrestlers a hard time. So um, this is a very, very tough group. If it goes chalk, you're going to have uh, uh, Rachel Waters, the one seed, against Gladys Palma the four seed, uh, even though Alexia Folka is no joke. She was an all American two years ago at the WCWA and actually Folka, let me grab my notes here. She just all Americaned. Um, yeah, she took fourth at the, um, at the WCWAs. So, um, look for Folka to give Gladys Palma a really, really tough match there. Um, Honestly, gosh, I don't know who wins that one, um, Palma or Foca. Um, I'm gonna pick the upset there, and um, and say Foca. The only reason I'm gonna say that is I did notice that um, uh, Gladys Palma, I'm fairly certain, had the injury default one of her matches at uh, at the Cascade uh, not too long ago. Uh, could be, could be wrong on that. Let me let me peeking at it here. Yeah, she she lost by injury default to Tatum Sparks at the Cascade. So she did not. She actually took second at the uh, Cascade tournament, which I think was a conference tournament um, or at least a regional tournament out in the West Coast. And uh, she she took an injury default loss to Sparks in the finals there at the Cascade. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know if that was precautionary, but. Um, uh, if she is not at her best, uh, Alexia Folka will, uh, you know, will be able to uh, exploit that and, uh, and get her points. So that's going to be interesting to watch. Watch that quarter, that four versus the five at 155. I mean, watch every every match from the quarters on at 155. Going to be a great, uh, tough group. So uh, let's say uh, Foca gets that win, faces Rachel Waters. Again, that's going to be a good semi. I think I think you will see Waters get through that side and get to the uh, final. On the bottom side, you've got Kaylin Albrecht, a hammer freshman from Wayland Baptist. I know a little something about Kaylin because my daughter Joy, who wrestles for McKendree, has wrestled her a couple times uh, since uh, Body Bar last year. And Kalen's always given her a really tough match. Uh, she wrestles very hard. Uh, sometimes when she needs to, she goes big and she can... She can score big. She can score those fours. Um, so, uh, yeah, watch for um, watch for Albright on the bottom side there. Uh, Miranda Velasquez though is sitting in the sixth seed, and Tatum Sparks. I mean, this is a really tough side. Olivia Pisano, the the number seven seed, is there. She she actually has. Uh, she's the team leader in wins for Southern Oregon this year, I believe, and she's sitting there at the seven seed. So. I do think Albrecht beats her uh, and gets to that semi. Uh, Velasquez versus Sparks. My only concern with Velasquez is uh, she took a loss uh, at the... um, Let's see. She took a loss to Taylor Heights at the WCWA, which I wouldn't expect that result. She had a funny knee brace on. I don't know if she's dinged up on that knee, and maybe she's not her best version of herself uh, until... Until I see her wrestle again, and, and you know she kind of proves to watching eyes that she can wrestle 100%, uh, I, I got to go with Tatum Sparks in that, in that quarter. So I think you see Kalen Albright versus Tatum Sparks uh, in the semi. I believe Kalen Albright beat Tatum Sparks. Sorry, Tatum, if I'm wrong there. I think she beat her at the Moval to get to the third-place match. Um, actually against my daughter. So um, look for that semi, Tatum Sparks versus Kalen Albright. I, I think Albright gets by her again. I think you see Rachel Waters, Kalen Albright, a rematch of the duel that happened about a month ago where Waters beat her. I think you see Albrecht uh, get the upper hand this time, and I think you're going to see phenom freshman Kalen Albright as the NAIA national champion at the end. It's my prediction. We'll see. Going to be a great, great uh, group to watch. A lot of great battles there. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun to watch that group at 155. Okay, moving on to 170. Uh, Precious Bell, seated number one. Um, Again, almost next topic for me. Uh, Precious is pretty dominant at the college level. She's, you know, ranked high at the senior level. Uh, I don't think there's anybody here that really... uh, Challenges her in a way that you know where she's going to be threatened to lose a match. Uh, you know, I think Mariah Harris, you know Jordan Nelson. I think the two and three seed could, uh, you know, give her a good match. I just don't see anybody beating her. Uh, and she's hungry. She just we we posted the brackets on our on our AWW newsfeed, uh, Instagram, and uh, Precious Bell. I think she posted a picture of like an emoji of a plate and fork and knife, like I'm ready to eat. So I believe you, Precious. Uh, we believe you. Uh, and I also think, by the way, if I could just mention, I think Menlo's got a chip on their shoulder. Um, and I think Precious Bell rightly leads the way of the, uh, you know, the fellowship of those with a chip on their shoulder from Menlo, because, uh, you know, they, they've kind of been disrespected in the rankings this year. They were, re- they're returning WCWA team race champions. They won the NWCA, NAIA division, and every ranking that comes out has them two or three. I don't get it. I honestly do not understand it. Um, But it's bulletin board material for them. I think you're going to see these Menlo wrestlers come out maybe with just a little bit extra chip on their shoulder from some of the way that maybe they feel disrespected by the rankings this year. Uh, Because honestly, by the way, not our rankings in our rankings, we have Menlo ranked number one in the team rankings by far. I mean, no disrespect to Campbellsville or life. you know the, there's some great programs there, but uh, the the thing with Menlo is top to bottom they've got they've got fantastic you know uh, wrestlers, top three wrestlers, you know top four wrestlers, and um, uh, just you know it's, it's unfathomable to me that it, it wouldn't be, they wouldn't be the obvious number one ranked team. So that said, precious bell's coming in. She's hungry. She's got a chip on her shoulder. She's one of the best in the country at the senior level. Expect to see Precious with her uh, hand raised. Expect to see Precious ring the bell. Man, that's good. That's really good. So uh, good luck to all you 170-pounders. It's going to be a fun group to watch. 191. uh, Again, I had this group... As um, one of the deepest at this tournament, Uh, you've got um, number one, seated number one, Agatha Andrews. Number two, Alexandra Castillo. Number three, uh, Chi-Chi Nuanquo from Oklahoma City. Number four, Gabby Hamilton. Number five, Sarah Aguilar from Menlo. Number six, Leilani Camargo-Neon. Number seven, Joanna Hendricks from... Waldorf, by the way, Neon was from Midland, and number eight, Angela uh, Buenrostro from uh, Cumberlands. I feel like I should roll that R. Angela Buenrostro. So again, gosh, the seeds on this just, uh, they don't make sense to me. I mean, you got uh, you got uh, Agatha Andrews seed number one, okay? And you got number two, Alexandra Castillo, who just won the WCWA by beating the number one seed, Agatha Andrews. And now, here we are a month later, and Andrews magically is at the top here. So I I don't know, maybe, did I miss a result? I don't don't think I missed a result, but maybe I did. Um, Not to mention that Gabby Hamilton, who is seated fourth, actually pinned Castillo uh, at the Mid-South Conference Tournament. And so Gabby Hamilton is seeded number four, two seeds lower than a, a wrestler she just pinned uh, you know, at, at her conference tournament. So I don't get it. Um, I don't get it. And maybe, maybe that's why Castillo's. It, here's the thing. If they drop Castillo to the second seed because of that loss against Hamilton, why don't you have Hamilton ahead of Castillo? I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. Like if you're gonna say, well, the reason Andrews is one and Castillo's two is because, uh, well, Hamilton beat her, so that you know, kind of gave a bump to Andrews and it dropped Castillo. Then put, then you know, freaking put Hamilton ahead of Castillo. I don't understand this, but uh, as Kyle Dake says, I don't care where I'm seated. You got to beat everybody to be the best and win the tur- the national tournament or whatever tournament you're a part of anyway. So, at the end of the day doesn't really matter if you're going to be a national champion gabby hamilton's got to beat everybody in this case she would wrestle number four seed agatha andrews and the semis even though sarah aguilar from menlo very tough everybody's tough for menlo uh they would meet in the in the uh, quarters so look for that quarter to be very uh very juicy match there aguilar from menlo against hamilton from life um winner gets uh uh, Andrews as I expect to see her get by the Cumberland's Buen Rostro uh, in the quarters so um, if I'm going to make a prediction I'm going to go with Hamilton uh, she's been she's a freshman she's been wrestling great this year from the Moval right up through the rest of the season she's been a, a very tough uh, wrestler been placing high in every tournament been given the best wrestlers great matches I think you see her in that semi against Andrews and um not sure who wins that. It's going to be a great match in the semi on the top side. Uh, Chichi Nwankwo, uh just um, took third at the WCWA a month ago. And uh, if it goes chalk, she would face the two-seed, uh, the WCWA champion, Alexandra Castillo. Um, I think you see Castillo get through that one. Let me take a peek at the group from the uh, WCWA Okay, so Nuanquo lost to Andrews, uh, in the semi, uh, by fall. Andrews, of course, is seeded one. Uh, so she and Castillo did not hit. Uh, I don't believe. Let me peek at that one more time. No, she and Castillo didn't hit in the WCWA. So again, bottom side, you could have a really, uh, you know, really juicy semi there with uh, Chi-Chi Nuanquo and uh, Alexandria Castillo. I think you see Castillo get the better of her. Uh, I think you're going to see Gabby Hamilton, a little bit of a Cinderella, make the final on the top side against Castillo. And uh, I think Castillo uh, sets the record straight and gets the win this time, to win the NAIA national title at 121. Just a just a guess, just a just a uh, just a prediction. We'll see. Deep group, tough group, gonna to be fun to watch. Again, I think from the quarters on, you're gonna see a lot of good quarters. Especially, um, I think the quarter, the uh, five against the four, Hamilton against Aguilar, and I think the uh, three against the six, Nuanquo versus Leilani Camargo, Naon. I think that quarter is gonna be really solid as well. And again, I think at the end of the day, you see Castillo from Campbellsville come out on top. Well, there you go. Just a, a peek at some of the some of the weights, some of the brackets, uh, some of the potential Cinderellas, and some of the potential upsets. I hope now you feel maybe a little more informed as you head into the NAI this weekend. Um, you know, we might all be watching from our computers with the uh, coronavirus restrictions that are happening at some of these events. Uh, I know I'll be watching and uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, and again, uh, I think the the deepest weight classes, I think, uh, you yeah, know, from the quarters on 101, 116, 136, 155, 191. Uh, in my assessment, I think those are the deepest weight classes. So I think, you know, from the quarterfinals onward, you can expect to see some some fire. So, OK, well, there you go. There's an NAIA look ahead. And uh, enjoy the weekend of wrestling viewing and uh, some great women's wrestling. It's a great day for women's wrestling, and I love the love the multi-divisional uh, separation that's happening. The NCA last weekend, the NAI this weekend. It's a great day for women uh, who are in wrestling, and also it's a great day for us who love watching it. So uh, enjoy it, and uh, we'll talk to you on the on the other side and do a breakdown of how it went. And until then, actually, I'm going to do another show tomorrow on a recap of the NCAA with uh, the other bleacher brother, Ben. Uh, But uh, anyway, until the next time you listen, I am out. Thanks for listening to AWW Radio.